Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Car Chat Podcast and on this episode I'm going to do something slightly different. I am going to do a bit of a car review because recently I got the chance to drive a 991.2 GT3 manual. So the new Porsche 911 GT3 but the manual version and I've wanted to drive that car since it came out because it is the sort of the spiritual successor to my car, which is a 997.2 RS, which I've had for six years or so now and absolutely love. Um, but it was very interesting to drive those two cars back to back. Thanks to Mr. JWW, James. Uh, we both went down to Anglesey and I drove both cars on track and it was super interesting to see the differences and how the car has evolved over time and kind of all of those things, really. Um, let's start out with the, the 997. I've, I've had it for, yeah, like I said, six years, and it just is such an amazing car. Um, but there are things that it's not perfect at, and some of that is to do with how I generally myself use cars now going on. Um, I've done... 25, 26, 27,000 miles in that car. Mostly sort of road trips, a little bit of track driving, generally sort of spirited drives with mates. Not a lot of commuting, not a lot of just crunching down the motorway. So quite hard miles or sort of thoroughly joyful miles in that car. And there's a couple of things that it, if I were to improve, these are the things that I would improve in that car. A little bit more low range punch. Just a tiny bit. Um, if you're driving on like an Alpine Pass or something, you kind of end up slightly in between gears. 
Uh, you're either at the top of first, but just as you come out of the corner, you have to change. Or if you're in second, unless you carry massive speed in, which is not safe or possible, really, um, you get a bit of a lull at the bottom of second. Now, that's a really unique scenario because there aren't that many places in the world where you have a hairpin followed by a steep hill. Um, but I just always wanted a little bit more torque lower down. And when I drove the four litre, um, so I have a 3.8, when I drove, when I drove the four litre uh, 997 a long time ago, I noticed that that immediately, it was that that torque that was amazing. But so that's like a, a minor bugbear with um, if I was to change something on that car. And then also the fact that it's got a cage is brilliant. If you're, when you're on track, you can put the, the harnesses on and harnesses on track are amazing. They're, I think they're almost better. They're better for the passenger than they are for the driver because the driver, you can always brace yourself with the steering wheel, whereas a passenger, you just get chucked about. But with harnesses, is pretty good. However, because you have the cage behind you, it's very difficult to put stuff in the back of the car. And like I said, I generally use these this car or these sorts of cars for road trips. And it used to be me and a bunch of mates, and we'd all go in, each go in a car, maybe have one other friend, that sort of thing, and just take a whole bunch of small bags and bung them through the cage and all that sort of stuff, which is fine. But generally now, whenever I'm going away for a weekend or something, it's with the girlfriend. And it's quite nice to both of us just be able to have like an an airline wheelie-sized bag or something and just chuck that in the front. But in the 997, you cannot fit two standard-sized wheelie bags in the front of the car. You have to have one and then another soft bag, and then you can have a soft bag to go behind the cage or something like that. So it's, it's not massively convenient. This is a small thing, but this when you come along to the 991, some of these things have changed. Um, and then the final little thing that is sort of a tiny thing is uh, is the sound system doesn't get that loud. So because you get a lot of road noise coming into the car, when you're on the motorway, because of the plastic rear windows and stuff like that, you get a lot of road noise uh, my car's got an exhaust on it. It's not it's not much louder than stock actually on the motorway. It's only a little bit. But because of that, I quite often find, and it's it's something to do with the input actually. So I'm wondering, I wonder if you can run some sort of input gain. But if you, you end up cranking the stereo when you're listening to your iPhone or whatever, um, I have a little Bluetooth receiver I've plugged in, cranking the stereo to max and then wanting to turn it up a bit more. So those are the tiny little things that I would change on my 997. But other than that, it is the most involving, amazing experience to drive. And you have to have an exhaust. And in my eyes, you have to have the exhaust with the valves open the entire time because it just makes the car more involving at all road speeds and stops you driving like a dickhead. So (laughs) let's bring, bring it back to on track. Now... I'll sort of run through the 991 and then how the 997 differs. Both of them are amazing cars. The The first thing I sort of realized when I got the 991 was, yes, they're amazing. Like Porsche GT3 cars, the main thing that stat, they stand out is the engine. The engines are phenomenal. And that's what separates the GT3s from the normal Carrera or other cars, really. It's just that engine experience. and But then... When you're driving on track, actually kind of none of that stuff matters. Like the engine, yes, that, that oral experience is brilliant, but they, 
any car that handles moderately well is fun on track. And I find pushing on track, it's all about pushing a car to the limit. And if you're driving a GT car, that's 130 grand or 140 grand or whatever it is. And that is very expensive. So the, if you mess it up, you've got a big, you've got a big situation and a big bill. So actually, personally, I'd rather drive something that I can afford to replace bits on very easily and then drive it harder so i think any yeah anything where that fits into that budget for that person now different people have different budgets in this regard some people drive fxxks around track so fair enough but both of the cars when i got in the 991 the first, I'll, I'll sort of run through in my head the touch points and then the things that i noticed straight away and the first first one which was weird well other than getting in the interior and noticing the interior feels much, much, much nicer. And it, you notice straight away, it's 10 years, 10 years have changed. It's a much, um, it's a much closer sizing car. So actually, I think if you're a bigger person, a 997, not necessarily height, but if you're a bit broader or a bit wider, 997, there's a lot less stuff around you, the sort of like cockpit that you get in the 991. So it might feel less cramped, um, but you fire up the car and then just stuff like the throttle pedal the throttle pedal feels different the brake pedal pedal feels different i would say the brake pedal is definitely better in the 991 it's just i think mine might need brakes might be bleeding a little bit but it's it's firmer it's more aggressive but immediately blipping the throttle and changing down for the first time in the 991 uh, i was like oh something's different this is different this is way easier <laughs> which is sort of how the rest of the, this car kind of goes because it is actually just it's an easier experience it's not i wouldn't say it's necessarily worse but it's just less visceral so everything you do is lighter and easier so from the first blip of the throttle you just have to touch it and it the engine instantly revs. Whereas on the 997, you've got to press the threat, the pedal a bit harder. The spacing's not quite as good as on the 991. The um, the gear stick on the 991 is in a it's actually in a it's in a better place. It's slightly higher up, so your hand movement from the wheel to the gear stick is is shorter. But then the action of the gear stick on the 991, it it just slicks through. It's like. Boop, 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 boop. Whereas, and I don't know whether this is because it's a newer car and if you've done 37,000 miles in it, I'm sure it will get less slick. But the, the 997 is, you have to be super accurate. The first time I drove a 997 RS, um, I did the Porsche Experience Day where you go and drive the RS cars. I think it's, they think they still do it, but you can't drive. I did 997 Gen 1, 997 Gen 2 and then 4 litre. And this was before I'd bought my car. And when I got in the 997, I tried to change from second to third and I just kept hitting the gate. <laughs> I just almost like couldn't change gear. But that gear stick, you have to learn to use it. It's, it's, it's these sort of little things. But on track, none of this really matters. Like it's, it's all about the whole, it's just you want to drive. So even I would be perfectly happy in a PDK or pretty much any car on track. You just... You focus on you just focus on different things, whether it's like lines or braking at the right point or whatever, rather than the exact feeling of the gear shift. But 
in the 997, it's just a bit harder. It's just a bit trickier. But then because of that, it's slightly more rewarding when you get it right. And it's weird because it, it's, it's technically worse. But I think when we go back to driving on the road, that's when it becomes more interesting and it becomes it's better because you want more involvement for less speed. You don't just want it to be able to blip the blip the paddles and go as fast as possible. Or, well, maybe you do. Or you have different cars that do different things. But for me, driving on a road, it's about the experience. And actually quite why I, I love my old 911 so much is it's just a lot harder to drive and everything's a bit trickier and you, you, you're going slower, but it, it sort of feels fast. But yeah, so coming back to the, the touch points, the steering wheel in the 997. The 991, I just didn't think about the steering. I just drove. Um, but then when I got back into the 997 afterwards, you feel so much more. That that steering wheel just just like tingles with information. Now, it's obviously, it is still a hydraulic system, so it's not unassisted. But because of that, it's delicate. You don't have to... When I was driving the Exige recently, sometimes you kind of have to muscle it a bit. Or like in my old 911, you've really got to work the steering wheel. Whereas I quite like sometimes driving almost with my fingertips because you just sort of can really precisely put the car where you want without having to use too much force. But at the same time, in the 997, you just get, you can tell when the front's just starting to, you're just on the edge of the tire and it's just starting to slip or all of that stuff. Um, this sounds like some sort of love story to the 997, but <laughs> I do genuinely believe it's 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 a phenomenal car. But so that's sort of uh, yeah, the steering and that sort of stuff. The engines, the engines in the two cars are same family but different, or you know, it's actually a different block. But people sort of talk about the Metzger engine, saying oh, it's a proper race engine, and actually, I think that I think the Metzger engine sounds better. Um, most of the time but the gen 2 gt3 engine when it gets to nine when it gets between seven and nine it just takes on this feral howl which is it is something else and i found myself shifting up super early all the time because in my head it it had given up like you you got to the end of the revs and there was nothing more to left but you have to sort of teach yourself and I was sort of laughing to James being like, I've just got so much more, but you have to just like artificially keep your foot down for longer because there's more revs and there's more noise and there's more pull. So um, both engines, phenomenal. The manual experience of driving the GT3, the Gen 2 991 over the PDK, I drove James's PK when he had that, is just night and day for me personally as an as an involving experience which is what these cars really are about like yes you can buy one and you can track it a lot but i think if you're going to do that you probably end up getting a, a pk or an rs or or just something that's cheaper that you can push a lot harder um but yeah wow it's just oh they're both such good cars and the other thing so the things i was talking about the the engine the 991 has significant more punch lowdown, like a noticeable amount. And uh, we were at Anglesey and the section, sorry, I don't know the corner names, but you sort of come up this hill, hard braking, then there's a really tight left followed by a really tight right. And you always see on Evo videos or whatever, that's where everyone's sliding the car. 
Now, on that left bit, you've just got the car pointing straight down. You have a little burst, and you smash your foot down before you then turn right again. And it was that same part of the revs that you'd do, you'd end up on this, like, a hairpin or something. And the 991 just punched so much harder. Um, I think over time... I've learned to deal with less power. Now, less power. Still, 997 still has 450 horsepower, but it has a ton of grip at the back. And something I've considered doing is changing the rear tyres to like Michelin Pilot Sport 4Ss or, so, or something like that that's just got a bit less outright grip than a, than a cup tyre. But that extra punch is noticeable. The James's car currently is has a stock exhaust, and I would say they probably sound... Mine with the exhaust and mouths open and James's stock inside, I would say they sound the same. And that's quite something because that means you could, your experience driving it, if you don't have the windows open, is pretty much the same, but it's quieter outside. Now, my car is too loud for most tracks on the UK. So if that's something that interested you, the, the 991, you get a better interior noise experience than a 997 if you are running at, somewhere with like a 105 limit like goodwood or most places whereas if you want it full full black you're going to be 115 117 something like that and that's a benefit that is that is actually a benefit like not having to artificial to, to make it louder um yeah oh, oh, oh the both so good so the other things my little problems are was one is the as i said uh, the sound system, uh, the sound system in the 991 is much better. The nav, all that stuff is just, it's its much better. It ticks the boxes. And then there's something about the, the GT3, which the RS you don't, don't have, is your access to that space behind the seats. Not having um, a cage, I personally don't worry about the, the safety side of it. I feel like the cars are pretty safe anyway. But it would be nice to be able to have harnesses and access to that space so i wonder i don't know if it exists someone might be able to tell me if there is a crossbar you can get and therefore you could have your harnesses hanging down use them when you want to use them but then be able to chuck bags in the back i would absolutely love to be able to chuck bags down the back because at the moment having the cage just means i I use the car less which is a shame um but yeah that's so that's a, a different tweak between the two um I don't know where else, what else, what else we got? Suspension, suspension between the two cars on track. Ah, it's difficult to tell. They're, they're, they're both pretty similar. The, the, the 991 definitely turns in a bit better. That You notice that rear wheel steering. Um, outright performance wise, it would be, it would be awesome to get some la- actual lap times between the two. I know, we know the GT3 is faster for sure, but actually it's a little bit heavier. Um, but I think the torque, and overall composure of the two cars. The the 997 is harder to drive, 100%. You've got to be a bit more careful. You've got to be a bit better with your balance. The 991, it just feels much more stable. So it feels like you can push it much harder. Now, on track, I think I would, if I was just driving my car on track, I would be going, I think I would be going for the latest rs model i could get my hands on ignoring budget or whatever i, w- I would want to be driving a 991.2 rs um because it's more capable and you just sort of want to be going faster and faster and faster or your e46 m3 that you've stripped out whatever 
Um, but on the road, the, that competence that the 991 has and just the car is just much more capable. I don't think it's going to translate as well um, to having that experience. Now, my 997, when you drive it down a country road, is it's almost like a little bit sketchy. The, the setup I've got is quite an aggressive setup because um, it's got big tyres, it hunts camber. And I, I found I could, I could drive down when I had my Audi S3 way back when. Um, I could drive down a country road significantly faster. In fact, I think I could drive down a country road in my old 911 significantly faster than just the speed that you're comfortable cruising along at in my old 911 because the suspension in that car is set up as it's very flat but it has quite a lot of travel and, and the car doesn't hunt camber at all so you can just keep your foot in it and it just goes down the road whereas the gt3 gets a bit sketchy it's a bit slidey it's sort of hunting the corners which is actually why it's such a goddamn phenomenal car to drive on a country road it's it's that perfect blend having driven the exige recently and some people in the comments we're saying our oh, Porsches aren't real cars, or real drivers' cars. Yeah, you've got, got to have a Lotus. I loved it driving the Exige. It was great. But then I, I literally got back in in my RS just afterwards, and I understand they are different price cars. But when I bought my RS, it's not it was not far off what a new Exige would be now. Um, I think times have changed, but it it the nine nine seven does the involving thing but it also does the slightly refined thing and is a bit more polished and you can do a long road trip in it. Whereas an Exige, a long road trip in Exige, I feel like might be quite hard work. But yeah, the 991.2 GTQ3, it's a bloody good car. I would love to drive one a bit more on some country roads and stuff like that to see what it's a bit more like to live to day to day. I think in summary between the two cars, it's a bit like that maybe like the Lotus thing of the Exige or the Evora, but the 991.2 GT3 is a much, fits into your daily life a lot better. You can put luggage in the back. You can fit two big bags, two normal cabin size bags in the front. You've got a better sound system, better nav, like all, all the, the day-to-day stuff is better. It's a bit more of a refined experience. And it's just, a, I think it's a better car for using a lot Whereas if you want to go for that blast with some mates or half an hour on a week on a Sunday morning when you've got some time to yourself, the 997, I think, still delivers that little bit extra that turns it from an amazing and amazingly competent car into it just has that bit more analogue. And it's it's the does the does nicely the difference between an older car which has none of the stuff. This still has your sat-nav, you still plug your music in, uh, all those sorts of things. But you just get a little bit more sort of tingly and a little bit more feel in the 997. It just fizzes a little bit. And it's a slightly smaller car, and it's just it's just great. They're both great. But for me, still, I think the 997, although it's having the cage makes me drive it less. And if I didn't have a cage, I would drive it more. Tricky. Oh, both phenomenal cars. Hope you enjoyed that. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.